Welcome to the Rennie Podcast, a podcast about the real estate market and the people connected by it. We seek to empower our listeners to make informed decisions while providing context for the real estate world around them. We hope that with every episode, you become a little more knowledgeable and a lot more curious. On today's episode of the Rennie Podcast, we will be discussing the important topic of home inspections. Who better to join our discussion on this topic than one of Vancouver's leading home inspectors, Sean Anderson. With 25 years of building experience and 11 years of home inspection experience, Sean has been in every high-rise in Metro Vancouver. He does an average of 650 home inspections a year. Needless to say, Sean is a very busy guy and we are super excited to have him join us today. Welcome, Sean. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you for having me. So let's talk a little bit about the inspector. You've been doing inspections for 11 years and have established your own company now, The Inspector, for the last six years. What would you say is the biggest difference that sets you and your team apart from other inspectors in the industry? Uh, I think it's mostly to do with our backgrounds. So I was a builder prior to being a, a home inspector. My other colleague, our other team member or team leader, actually, he also is a builder and we have an architect and we're currently brought on a um, structural engineer. Wow. Um, so we, we are growing. Um, but I really believe that hands-on experience really is integral to understanding a home and how it works. I also think, <laughs> believe it or not, it's a really weird thing. I think when we were young, we were all in the hospitality industry as well. Mm -hmm. So being able to deal with people one-on-one, -on -one, uh, enjoying their company, making it, making it a relationship more than just here, I'm here to give you this service mm -hmm. and then leave. So I think that makes a huge difference. So less transactional you're saying and more of that, you know, personal yeah. connection. Yeah. Okay. Before COVID, there was a lot of <laughs> hugging. <laughs> I'm sure. And let's talk about some of your credentials and designations. Can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I, Currently, I'm a journeyman carpenter by trade, so journeyman, red seal, it's one of my things. But for home inspections, I have an NHI, which is a national home inspector, which is just really a designation because I belong to a certain association mm -hmm. that goes with that. Um, and then certified master inspector, which is really about experience. And uh, CPI is, is Certified Property Inspector, which is another one that belongs to an, another association. I actually belong to two associations, and you're not required to belong to any associations. Wow. So um, not anymore, but that hopefully is going to change. So we, we are experiencing some changes in the industry, which has just come out. So. Okay. Which, is, which is good. That's good to hear. And so can we talk about the, the CMI, the Certified Master Inspector? You said that that's based on experience. How much experience is that required to, to get a certification like that? I think it's not just the amount of inspections or years of service that you have done. I think it's years of service without any insurance claims. Like uh, I've see. never had, knock on wood, <laughs> I've never had any kind of litigation at all. Um, no hits against my insurance. So it's it's really about not just experience, it's about quality of work. So if you're lucky enough to get me, that's my designation because <laughs> I'm a really busy guy. You really, really are. I was just calculating 650 
you know, um, inspections a year that works out to be about two a day. And that's if you don't take any days off. So yeah. do you actually get any time off? I don't take any time off. I, well, I do. I take Christmas, you know, take right. That, that one day off. a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do work seven days a week. Wow. Um, and I'm always trying to accommodate agents, you yes. know, um, mostly because they want me or if they don't want one of my team, they want me. Right. And you guys know, especially being at Rene, there's a lot of really big agents that uh, they have a client base and they don't want to be giving out the wrong name. Exactly. So let's get right into the first insight, which is essentially why home inspection should be part of every home buyer's journey. So let's talk about that. What are some of the responsibilities of a home inspector? Really, the home inspection is something that needs to be described, actually, because there's a reality show out there that uh, there's an inspector that goes around and he bashes holes in walls and he goes, oh, my God, this is terrible. The guy oh. should never miss this. And mm -hmm. he, he's a big name. He's, he's Canada's version of Oprah. I think I know which one is. He's bald. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, that, that isn't reality. Yeah. We, as an inspector, of course, don't own the property that we're looking at. And the mm -hmm. buyers definitely don't own the property yet. We are there visual only. We, we can't even move furniture, technically, um, in case we cause damage to a floor or, mm -hmm. you know, drag a couch over top of the cat and kill the cat. Just oh, kidding. my goodness. <laughs> um, so it's all visual. So it's, mm -hmm. it's very important to look for something that is going to set off our mind, a red flag to go, mm, that stain looks kind of peculiar. Right. You guys, we're, we're sitting here face to face, so you can see the big nose I have. So <laughs> my big nose is, is kind of an asset for me because I have a really, really fine-tuned sense of smell. Mm -hmm. So smelling carpets, it's not uncommon for me to get on all fours and start smelling a carpet. So, right. you know, to see if how, how a basement's performing or if there's mold or if there's perhaps even drug residue from a grow up. Right. So it's all about visual. And people really need to understand that I'm not there to look at your baseboards and if their caulking is debonding, it, that's not important. And, you know, you're looking as a buyer as for the big ticket items, right? right? So really in our standards of practice, and that's something that home inspectors have, there's a standards of practice that you're supposed to follow. We're looking at really a good inspector is pretty much looking at over 1,600 things during the course of an inspection. And that doesn't matter if it's a condo either, mm -hmm. because a good inspector is also looking at that condo building, not just the suite. Right. So they're doing the best they can, of course, because it's hard to see the 32nd floor of a high rise from <laughs> the ground. Course. But um, we do do our best. We, we also, a lot of us will look like um, kind of creepy when we're standing outside a building with our binoculars <laughs> looking at a building, right? So we're incredibly thorough in my company. That is something that I strive to be always a step above. So you were saying there's about 1,600 areas where an inspector is supposed to look at. So what would be the length of time that would require a home inspector to have a really good, thorough inspection of a home, whether it be an apartment condo or, um, you know, a detached home? So it really varies on the condition of the property as well. So your average size condo under a thousand square feet, of course, you're probably, you're hopefully going to arrive early. So you're mm -hmm. not delaying any of the real estate agents that are involved as well because they have other appointments. 
We're going to get there early. We're going to look at the outside of the building. We're going to look at parkades. We're going to look at um, the mechanical rooms, the roof. So those are all things that we would do in a single family home as well. So that thousand square foot condo is likely going to take about two, two and a half hours to complete that inspection. Again, depending on the condition of that suite and a single family home, let's say 2,500 square foot home, 25 years old is going to take about three, three and a half hours. And again, very dependent on the condition. I, I was recently in a hoarder's house and that took a long time. <laughs> I, ton of time which we were not prepared for nobody was prepared for because actually the buyers hadn't even seen the interior because they had okay. didn't get any access to it so that was a long one that was about four and a half hours so so before purchasing a home why should people use a home inspector or get a home inspection well of course it's you most people's single biggest purchase they'll mm -hmm. ever make so it's 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 protecting your investment of course or or, or your parents investment in <laughs> in many cases these days because right. vancouver is so expensive but it, it is really important to go in with your eyes wide open and and they, the only way you can do that is if having a trained professional to go in and assess all of these systems it really is critical. Even when I was a builder, I used to, after I completed a build, I would always hire an inspector to come in and take a look at the home. And then they give me a list of any possible defects. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, there wasn't ever very many, but I think it's always great to have somebody else come in. Well, I have no interest in the property. I just have an interest in my clients. So. Right. So who should be using a home inspector? Does this apply to just older homes or, you know, new homes? Do they need to be inspected as well? God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new homes need to be inspected more than old homes. Wow. Okay. Yes. It's critical to get new homes looked at. Every single purchase that you make for real estate should be looked at. Of course, you can't look at a pre-purchase inspect, like a, um, a pre-sale. A pre yeah. So you, you just can't do that. But often people will call me in after they bought it to go through it for their deficiency walkthrough so we can oh. do the green tape along everywhere. So yeah, I think everybody needs a home inspection. I really do. And this is long before I was a home inspector. I always believe that. And um, it's not just single family homes, of course, because a condominium, that's what many mm -hmm. people in an urban center is going to buy as a condominium a condominium it's really really important to get a condo inspection even though it's new mm -hmm. because you, your interest in that is just a suite but you're actually buying a building right mm -hmm. it's really really important to know exactly what's going on in a building whether it be new or old to give you an idea of what's happening in that and what we might foresee as costs coming up in the near future. So people, I think it should almost be part of a real estate transaction. We teach even real estate agents, you're not buying just the suite, you're buying a building and the suite is the interest that you have mm -hmm. solely for your use. So, so I, th I think that's important because a lot of people are foregoing home inspections on condos because they're newer. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's a really bad idea. So, yeah, that's a really interesting thought that not everybody uses a home inspector or, you know, has a 
proper home inspection prior to purchasing something that is essentially, you know, one of the largest ticket items that they're going to purchase in their, their lifetime, whether it be for themselves or, you know, even an investment, um, just to make sure that the investment is sound, makes sense, right? And so typically that the cost of a home inspection is roughly about, what would you say that cost is? Condos average about $425. So, right. Yeah. I think it's well worth it when you actually think of the price of a condominium. Yeah. You can get a car inspected for 150 bucks in a car, unless you're buying a really big car, it's not 450, 500, 600 grand. So yeah. So if you're really thinking about that cost associated to such a large value, you know, that, that cost is actually quite minute. Yeah, absolutely. So on the flip side of that, you know, essentially they're paying for a you know, a peace of mind, you know, an understanding and knowing that somebody is there to have their best interest. Yeah, exactly. That is what the bottom line is, is they are looking for peace of mind. That peace of mind is not just a inspection report detailing a, a whole list of things wrong, because let's face it, it's, it's, that's the easiest part of the job is finding about a lot of things wrong. Mm-hmm. I actually point out a lot of things that are really done right. I'll actually write that in the report. This was done well. You know, we all hear about laundry hoses being rubber. <laughs> it seems that every inspector will talk about rubber hoses. Mm-hmm. Put down, guess what? You've got braided hoses. That's good. Give the thumbs up. I even sometimes put an emoji in my reports <laughs> just giving the thumbs up. Because it is, it is a... It's a stressful time for buyers. So I think that's why, you know, some of these agents that use me or refer me out, um, they like my approach because I really am giving solutions to those problems that I've identified as well. Just prior to getting into this um, podcast that we're doing, a, a client from yesterday had called me and asked me, so really off the record without agents around, what do you think? And I, my story didn't change. It's the same story because I truly believe that we have to be working as a partner. Mm -hmm. My relationship with the person that referred me is because they trust me and we have a good working relationship and they know that uh, they're going to get good quality. And my clients, it's the same thing. It's building relationships. It's mm-hmm. more than just this business relationship where I'm going to give you a list of junk to, you got to fix this and then go grind back on prices. It's not what the business is about. You've already negotiated in good faith. So if something comes up, then that's when the the agents can talk about those things. So this business is 90% <laughs> how you deal with clients and relationship and the agents, both sides, listing and buyers. One of the really important things is when we're finished an inspection, we give a verbal summation and that verbal summation is going to list everything that we've located and found mm-hmm. and even good and bad. I'm in the buyer's corner. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm their guy, right? So I, I'm there solely for the purpose of that buyer making an informed decision and sitting down with them and discussing exactly what was found in the course of that home inspection and then giving them solutions to those things. They'll often ask me, well, how much do you think this is worth? I can't give you an exact number, mm-hmm. but I can definitely guide you in the right direction or, or, or point you towards people that can give those answers. And that way you can move on. You can talk to your real estate agent. Your real estate agent then can advise you, you know, I don't know your budget. So what do I know? I, mm-hmm. I, I, I 
definitely shouldn't be going, you should certainly not buy this because for all I know, you're going to gut it down to the studs. So mm -hmm. um, it's really give the information, offer solutions too. Don't just give a report and walk away because that's really no value to anybody in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's a really bad move. It's here's your report. Let's sit down and come up with some solutions. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a solutions guy, <laughs> you know, not, not just the guy that's going to give you the bad news. And so what are the odds of um, your clients actually reading the reports that you provide them? <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good question. So the, our, the way our software works is we send a report and we're doing it through a, a software provider and we can actually see when somebody has picked up the report. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe how many people don't pick up a report. So there's often years later, no pickup. And, you know, you might get a call like three years later, they mm -hmm. plan on selling it. And all of a sudden I can't get my report anymore. Well, they're only on file for two years. I have to go through the provider. Right. But isn't it amazing? You are completely relying on my verbal summation. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with the report that you paid for. So it's quite shocking, actually. So there's a huge percentage of people that just have never read the report, which yeah, is mind pretty shocking too. It's pretty shocking. So, and other people, well, they've read it and they've done <laughs> everything on that list. <laughs> That's also pretty shocking as well. It is. Because <laughs> we all know that that list can get pretty long. It gets very long. My, my reports are actually quite long-winded, so... And I, I warn people about that. Just because a report's long doesn't mean that it's all bad. Right. I put lots of tips and maintenance tips and photos of how things should look, diagrams. Mm -hmm. I, I offer all of that right there. So people who are selling their home don't typically realize how an inspector can provide value for them as well. Can you also outline how your insights can serve to the sellers? Um, well, I guess it depends on how I got there. Right. Like, is the seller bringing me in? Because sellers often bring me in pre-listing. I always warn people too. Um, you do a pre-listing inspection, anything found in that inspection, you're going to have to put on your property disclosure statement because if it's something now significant, you know. now you know. Right. So it's, it's, it's important to think about that. It's also very important when you're doing decisions like that to include your real estate agent, not mm -hmm. just you as the seller. I would highly recommend having the real estate agent, that professional is going to offer you some really valuable advice, mm -hmm. not just an inspector, but that real estate agent. No, I don't think that should ever be ignored. So sellers, I often will give them advice on basically how to prepare for the home inspection, which I think is just as valuable as doing a pre-listing inspection. Get them prepared. Don't make the panel, the electrical panel, hard to find. Don't obstruct it. Make all the water shutoffs easy. If you make the job as easy as possible for the inspector, he's not going to be an angry old man trying to find all these things, right? Yeah. So it, yeah, I just think it's really important to make it go as smooth as possible, you know? <laughs> Has there been any red flags that you've seen that notably because they didn't make the process smooth for you that you know automatically the way things are situated or the way things are laid out that, that, that automatically, you know, poses as, you know, a red flag for you. Oh yeah. That's such a good question, man. I love that question. You can walk into a basement and all of a sudden there's no furniture in the middle of the room, but it's all around the perimeter of the room. What are you hiding? I mean, right. come on. 
Those are flags. Yeah. Even completely concealing an electrical panel. You can't tell me you'd never need to get to your electrical panel. It's mm -hmm. like, you don't want me to see that electrical panel um, or, or attic hatches. You can see fresh screws into the side of an attic hatch so the hatch can't be opened. Oh, okay. um, people don't want you in there. So, and then you find out later they've just had an inspection and the deal fell through. I see. <laughs> so they might have got a copy of that report and now they're starting to hide things. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, the strategically placed laundry hamper. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why now would you have a laundry hamper in the living room? Um, <laughs> you know, or planted pots all along the perimeter on one side of the house that's concealing some drain tiles that are, are completely failed, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it is. The, <laughs> you see all sorts of things. <laughs> so for homeowners attending open houses on their own without the realtors or maybe even with the realtors, what can they look out for on their own just at first glance? Is there certain red flags there that it would be notably something that they should pay attention to? Um, that's actually a very good question because people, as you know, they do go to open houses now that we're allowed to have them again. Yeah. Um, they go on their own. I, I think smell is one thing. It, noticing musty odors. Mm -hmm. If there's a musty odor, there's a problem. Okay. There's no sugarcoating a musty odor. Sometimes it's laundry. Sometimes it's a shower curtain. Right. Stains can indicate a past leak. Um, also stains on a top floor can not just be a leak from a roof, but possibly from rodent activity. Depending on the age of the home, looking at the drain tile, so where the downspout's coming off the roof line and going into the ground, there's a pipe and it's called a riser. If that's black corrugated, it's usually not a good thing. Um, they're susceptible to blockages and crushing or clay or cement. Those mm -hmm. are really old, mm -hmm. so they've long past their life expectancy. Getting your perimeter drains redone is, you know, starting at $25,000. Wow. So that's, that's a big hit, especially for a first time buyer, say that's, yeah. that's not really counting on that. They were hoping to redo a kitchen or bathroom, not right. drain tiles. Lots of mildew in a shower enclosure can often um, be an indicator that there's water behind the tiles. If I know me, if I was walking through an open house, I would actually push on the walls, you know, just okay. in the enclosure, just give it a little push to see if the tiles are moving at all. Because if they're moving, it means the wall behind there's wet. So mm. little things like that. That's just a good tip. Little indicators, you know, looking for the drain tiles, looking for roof, how much moss is on the roof, all sorts of stuff like that. Looking at vents on the roof. Is it properly vented? Do I have mold in my attic? Well, if you don't have enough vents on the roof, you're going to have mold in your attic. So those types of things. And then, of course, you're, you're going to maybe talk to your real estate agent. You might go view it again. And most of the real estate agents out there are pretty in tune with with some of those little things mm -hmm. because they've seen enough of them over the years and they've heard enough home inspectors mm -hmm. give this, oh, well, that's a really wet enclosure. You, <laughs> you got to redo it. Right. They, they know all this stuff. So, but being on your own, going through open houses, those are the, those are the big things. So currently, you know, in the market, you know, a few months ago, it was crazy busy. You saw a lot of multiple offer situations, you know, nine, 10, you know, 11 plus offers of one go. People don't have the opportunity to always get a home inspection. What are your recommendations? Are, you know, are people doing pre-inspections these days or what's your thought on that? Yeah, people are doing pre-inspections. Um, we did do tons of them this year, like more than average for sure. 
So, and I think it's a great idea. I mean, it is very unfortunate when people have to, I I shouldn't even use the term have to, because you don't ever have to Mm -hmm. go in without a home inspection. You you choose not. It's your choice. Um, And (laughs) hopefully you move into the home and there's nothing crazy going on. Mm -hmm. I, I just did a post-purchase inspection yesterday and thankfully it went really really well and it was a turn-of-the-century house so that that was really good news Mm -hmm. but more often than not they're not that good so what you can do is sometimes you can even hire a contractor to go through with you they don't know anything about mechanical systems for the most part but just getting somebody with a general feel um, Consumer Protection Act actually recently sent out a notice saying that uh, home inspectors can no longer do anything what we deem as a consultation service, um, which I think legally they're wrong. You should have the right to hire anybody you want to come in and look at the house mm-hmm. for as long as you are aware that this is just a consultation service, right? That taken away has left a massive void. So people now are going in completely blind. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just putting an offer in, get it, and hope for the best. So That's what, scary. Yeah, so what differentiates between a consultation service and a pre-inspection? Because you know, pre-inspections can be lengthy, but of course you may not have access to everything and you might have obviously have a lot of other inspectors you know, there with you. Is that considered just a consultation service? No. So a pre-inspection is the, exactly the same thing as any other real home inspection where you're issued a report. And that that's part of consumer protection's mandate. What they told advised us why consultation should stop is they're not getting a report. So it's really a, a legality thing. It's as long as... So the difference between that home inspection is you're getting a very detailed report from us at least, (laughs) um, with photos, with a consultation, it's basically walking around the house and pointing out deficiencies Mm -hmm. to potential buyers. And it's no report. I encourage people to take notes with our company. What we were doing was we would make people sign a consultation agreement. And the very first line in that agreement was, this is not a home inspection. Mm -hmm. We encourage you to get a home inspection. doesn't have to be from us. Just get a home inspection. So they knew what, what exactly what people were getting into. And, and the service is actually a great service when you don't have that option to actually get a home inspection. Like right. you say, when, there's, when you're fighting against 15 other people, you want to go in clean, right? So mm-hmm. it just makes it way better for you as the buyer to be able to go in clean um, without all these subjects. So, you know, when you got 15 inspectors... <laughs> In one in one house, I mean, having one inspector in your house is bad enough. Right. Having a bunch of us in your house, that's kind of nasty. <laughs> so, for a buyer out there who may not have a realtor that they're working with, what type of qualities or um, credentials or experience should they be looking for in a home inspector if they choose to use one during their own buying process? I really think it's important for a buyer to look at not just their home inspection credentials, but what did they do before they became a home inspector? I really think people need to understand how a home works. I've built from foundation to roof all the way through 
I understand how a house works. And I think that's really important for a home inspector to understand how things work, not just I took a course and I read it. So I think a buyer actually going and talking to the inspector, what is your experience? Actually interview them. I, I don't know how many people I've actually had ask me the right questions. What did you do? What are your credentials as a builder? Mm-hmm. How long were you building? Did you have any complaints when you were a builder? I've even had them say, what houses did you build? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so then That's they can important. go back, right? I think it's really important where, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like some home inspectors might not be uh, gifted in this field. But, you know, when you had no experience in the, in, in the housing at all, and now you're doing a home inspection, massive purchase for people. I think it's just so important to have building experience. I really do. So just going back to you were discussing and talking about your personal experience as being a a builder before in the past, what made you change from being a builder to a home inspector? Age. No, (laughs) it was, it, it, it partly was, I, I retired from construction in 2008 and I moved to Quadra Island and, um, got really, really bored. Um, but didn't want to go back into building when I moved back to the city. So, um, I thought this is a great opportunity for me to teach people. Mm-hmm. My body just couldn't do construction anymore. And I thought the industry standards were much lower than mine. So I thought this was a great transition into, uh, helping people. Cause I really do consider it helping people. It's, uh, it's, it's really fun. I, I really love it. So it's great fun. It seems like you've pick, picked up a new um, interest, but also got yourself a lot busier. Yeah, totally. I I couldn't even dream that I'd be this busy. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of gratitude to a lot of the agents that have put their trust into my company. And I really am grateful, but we do such a good job for them because I really understand when you refer out somebody and it doesn't go well, mm-hmm. that makes you look really bad. So our guys, we work our butts off to make sure that not, nobody's going to get come back and get bit in the bum. So you mentioned before being a home inspector is the coolest job in the world. So are you able to share some of those cool stories or tell us more about things that you've discovered? After all these inspections, I have... We don't even have enough time in in the world to go through them all, but it is a really cool job. It's fun. It's fun to educate, but the stuff you see is really fun. One f- very funny story was I was doing a penthouse in one of the major towers in the city. It's quite a luxury building. And I was alone in the tower. This penthouse had not ever been lived in, and yet it was like five years old, but you know, it's mm-hmm. very expensive. I went into this massive shower that I don't think I've ever seen a bigger shower in my life. And it was fully automated. So I just pushed a button on the control <laughs> panel. I can imagine what happened. And all these jets shot water out at me. I got completely drenched. Thankfully, it was a summer day. This was a few years back. I basically just took all my clothes off, put them in the dryer and sat on the pool deck um, and write it, wrote the report. So the agent came back and he goes, nice socks. <laughs> so 
<laughs> that must have been a really funny story to share with the agent. <laughs> it was it was quite great. And somehow I thought he knew I was gonna do it. <laughs> he maybe set you up. I <laughs> turned think it he all on prior to. <laughs> I really do. Um I've also been locked in a crawl space. In the, um, a, a little kid came home and basically shut the crawl space hatch while I was in there and then shut the bedroom door. Oh. Um, so as he slammed the lid down, the tungsten and the light bulb went out. So I was, it was black. I just had a flashlight. <laughs> How long I, were you in there for? I, I was in there for a while, a big house. And I, the, the hatch, I just couldn't get to. It was just so black in there. Um, and lots of rodent debris and everything. Oh, so it was kind of wow. gross too, but you know, that's part and parcel of the job. But I think that little kid knew too. <laughs> my bag, also set you up. <laughs> my bag was outside that hatch. <laughs> so um, maybe, his, maybe his mom put him up to it. Maybe. <laughs> she wasn't pleased that I was there. So um, yeah, I, God, I could write a book on stories. Being bit by dogs, being bit wow. by cats, you know, it's... All these stories sound very dangerous. Well, you know, this just seems like a very dangerous job. <laughs> well, actually, the most dangerous ever was I was 37 flights up on a tower looking at a roof. And I was very close to the edge, but I was looking at a piece of flashing, um, roof flashing. It just looked all warped. So I'm going over and I hear the seagull flying over my head. And he, she swooped down and nailed me in the head oh, with her bill. No. And I got nine stitches in the head. Oh, my goodness. From a beak. <laughs> like a beak. You know, just one last question I want to ask you is, what do you do to unwind? Are you inspecting everything around you? You know, how is, how is your house looking? <laughs> well, thankfully I sold the house and bought a condo, but I, I do have a house in a, in another country, but, um, my wife is so fun. Whenever we go for a walk, she tells me, Sean, put your cone on because I'm <laughs> always look. going, look at that. Look at that. Oh my God. Look at that. Look at this. And she just shakes her head. Like, I, I think she just doesn't nod like a bobblehead. <laughs> and now I'm finding out that, um, my other team members, they're the same. So my, my newest guy, he even tells me, oh yeah, I'm always looking up. Oh, look at that. That's, oh my geez. And so they're always picking out things like I never get invited to dinner anymore because <laughs> I'm always going to be picking the place apart. Like I'm looking at a wall right now going, hmm, hmm, I wonder. <laughs> you, it's like, it's like a dog at a park. I saw a squirrel, right? So, so if we want to have our home inspected, we'll just invite you over for dinner then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually true. <laughs> just don't give me too many glasses of wine because then. <laughs> <laughs> then it might turn out different. <laughs> then I might be too critical. <laughs> and if our listeners want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to communicate or, or look up some information on, on yourself? Um, the company's The Inspectors, Home Inspection Services Incorporated. Um, we have a website called theinspectors.org. Um, and you can just go on our website, all the contact information there. And we have the best person in the office. Her name is Nancy. She will look after you. The rest of us will look after the other side. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We really appreciate all your experience and stories and expertise. So it's really nice to have you. So hopefully we can have you back again soon. Super. Thanks again, Sean. Thank you. The Rennie Podcast is a Rennie production and is recorded on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to learn more, all resources mentioned in the episode can be found on rennie.com. <laughs> <laughs>